If you give me a shot of espresso and say, drink this now, two days from now, you're going to have to write a business plan. That espresso is not going to be in my body anymore. It's not going to help me at all. I'll get super jacked up and wired for the next couple hours, but not two days from now. So the motivation just kind of like ebbs and flows, but it's also about timing, right? This is Evolve CPG, a community of purpose-driven brand leaders who not only believe in better, but actively pursue it. That's better products, better brands, and better leadership for a better world. Join our online community where we're going further, faster, together at community.evolvecpg.com. I'm your host, Gage Mitchell, founder and creative director of Modern Species, a sustainable brand design agency helping better brands grow and scale their impact. Well, we often feature guests on the show. Today, I'm rocking it solo to explain why you shouldn't rely purely on education or motivation tactics in your marketing mix. All right, what's up, Evolve CPG community? Doing something a little bit different here with some mini episodes that'll be a bit of a series on the idea of motivation. So I hear a lot of business leaders say they just need, all they need to do is like educate and motivate their customers to grow demand. Like it's a pretty common thing that people say. And it seems like a really solid strategy on the surface. But the problem is when you dig a little deeper, it falls apart very quickly because of two things. One, education is a lot of work. Not only for you to educate people, but for the person you're trying to educate. It's just a lot of work. And a lot of work means you need to be motivated to do it. So let's just take education and put it in a box somewhere for a little bit. Because if that requires motivation, we may as well focus on motivation. All right. So now two, the problem with motivation is that motivation is inconsistent. It jumps up and down over time. Other factors can easily affect it, making it very unpredictable. So let's break down the problem around motivation a little bit more. To do that, let's imagine motivation being liquid in a cup. I've got a tiny little cup here. And I'm just going to use this Sambazan Icy Berry Passion Fruit Amazon Energy that I just picked up at Expo West as an example. So if you need to perform a really simple task, send out an email. How much motivation do you need? Yeah, just a tiny little bit here. It's not going to take me very long. Just my... Yep, that's just the right amount of motivation. Boom. Type up the email. Send it out. No problem at all. If you need to perform a really difficult task, like getting through your B Corp, recertification process, which I just did. I'm just going to need a lot of motivation juice here. Not only that, but I'm going to need it over and over and over again, because I'm not going to get through that task in one chunk. So you need to have pretty high motivation to get through the B Corp certification process, right? That's just a lot of motivation juice. That's either a really high dose amount over and over again, or really big cups of it or whatever, but it's just a lot of motivation juice. Just like drinking caffeine to like focus on a task or alcohol to loosen up, the amount is super relevant to the task you need to perform. So harder tasks just need more motivation. As we were just pointing out, simpler tasks, less motivation, right? So that's the basic concept behind this motivation juice, which sounds simple enough, right? Not quite. Unfortunately, it goes deeper. So the same way the effects of that caffeine or alcohol eventually wear off after a few hours because your body metabolizes it or, you know, you lose track of it or something like that. 
motivation does too. It just comes and goes. Like there's <laughs> nothing you can do about it. It's just the way the world works. So that means that if you're trying to motivate people, you're going to have to constantly be filling their cup over and over and over and over again. You need more and more of that espresso or that caffeine or that alcohol or whatever it is, depending on the task you're trying to get people to do. You're just going to have to repeat that over and over again because one dose doesn't last a long time. And here's another twist. You need to time that dose right as well. If you give me a shot of espresso and say, drink this now, two days from now, you're going to have to write a business plan. That espresso is not going to be in my body anymore. It's not going to help me at all. I'll get super jacked up and wired for the next couple hours, but not two days from now. So the motivation just kind of like ebbs and flows, but it's also about timing, right? And you would think that's enough to make it complicated, but I've got some more. So just again, like caffeine and alcohol, the efficacy also depends on other factors. So like, for example, if you didn't sleep much last night, even three cups of coffee isn't going to help you focus any more sharply than if you had slept well, right? If you slept well, you're already going to be relatively focused, have one cup of coffee, boom, you're in the zone. If you didn't sleep well or didn't sleep at all, you're going to have three cups of coffee and feel kind of jerry and wired and maybe have a little extra energy than without the coffee, but your mind's going to be mush, right? So factors like that, let's just say, what if you haven't eaten in a while? The effects of alcohol or caffeine are probably going to be exasperated. So it might make it even harder to focus because instead of just getting a dose of focus, now you're just jittery, wiry, anxious, or, or now you're just a little too tipsy to actually do that art project or whatever it is. Those are just two examples, but like you can kind of keep going on. Another example I mentioned a second ago is the length of time, right? So I might have a health scare and drink this motivation juice because I don't want to die or I don't want to lose my mobility or whatever else. And that's going to motivate me for a certain period of time to eat healthier, you know, drink less, exercise more, etc. But over time, you kind of forget that reason or, you know, it gets harder and harder. Like it's easy to put your shoes on and go out running day one, but by day two, day three, day four, week four, it, it's, it's work. You know, you need it. You need more and more motivation to do it. And there's different ways that motivation builds over time. There's different tactics for building that motivation. But just as a motivation analogy, I'm hoping this is starting to make sense. Bigger tasks are going to take more motivation juice. Motivation juice needs to be delivered right around the time you need that person to make, take that task. And other factors like how much you've slept or how much you've eaten or anything else like that is also going to affect that motivation juice. Okay, so hopefully that makes sense. And now you might be thinking, well, how does this make sense for brands? Like I, you're talking about exercise, you're talking about filling out your B Corp certification, but like, what about for our consumers? Well, the same thing kind of plays there, right? If you're trying to get your consumer to do something and all you're focusing on is motivation, there's going to be unpredictability. So for example, or even like pre predictable unpredictability. So an example that's just really easy, really common Let's just say like diet fads and gyms, for example, where people get highly motivated at the beginning of the new year because they made their resolution and they're ready to rock. They're ready to like commit to their health. And then what happens come February? <laughs> the gyms are empty again. The diet fads are dropped because you know what? Like I just really wanted my snack foods again or whatever else. Motivation can get people started, but unless you're continually piling on more and more motivation to keep them going, it'll eventually drop off. Another example 
is infomercials. So just picture those infomercials where people are on there, they're talking about how great the product is, they're demonstrating the zillion different uses for this product and so on and so forth. They're using a lot of different psychology tactics in those infomercials to build some motivation and get you to hit that buy button. One obvious example is scarcity. So they just have this clock that's ticking down on this deal. Like if you buy by this time, we'll give you an extra set of whatever. Or if you buy it this time, we'll give you a, you know this huge discount or an extra bonus prize or whatever. And that clock is just ticking, 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 which is making all the people watching this have this like FOMO. Like, I don't want to miss this deal. Like, even if I don't want that product, it's hard for people to turn down a deal. And that's motivating, right? So maybe eventually, you know, you get great rates and great results and a ton of people buy your products, which is awesome. And it seems like success, right? But if you're anything but like a once a lifetime purchase, how does that help you? Because now you just got a bunch of first time customers who order this product and then it sits in their closet or their pantry or whatever for the rest of its time until they throw it out or take it to Goodwill. Because after the week or two after that infomercial and they get this thing in the mail and they're like, oh gosh, I can't even remember why I bought this thing or what do you, I don't even remember what it does. I'm going to put it here. I'll figure it out later. I'll go look up some YouTube videos or something. And it just sits around or, or maybe they were still a little bit motivated and they bust it out and they use it once or twice, but maybe it's a lot of work. Maybe it's, you know, it doesn't really fit into their lifestyle yet. They haven't changed their habits. There's a zillion reasons why closets are full of stuff that people aren't using anymore that they bought through infomercials because those hype people aren't there 24 seven getting you psyched up every single morning to use that product you bought. So that doesn't work great. I personally remember getting an awesome expensive juicer as a gift once and I really wanted to use the juicer. I love the idea of a juicer, but like squeezing it into my my purchasing habits and my lifestyle and everything else and having to clean the thing, like, oh my God, it just seemed like way more work than it was used or than it was worth. So I just buy the juice instead. Those are just a couple examples, right? If you Some of those things I just mentioned were psychology principles. For those of you who haven't, seen episode 32, check that out where I break down the book, The Psychology of Persuasion, or I think it's Influence the Psychology of Persuasion. And I break down, I think it's six psychology principles and how that applies or can apply to brands. Check that episode out. For those still listening, let's give another example. So let's just think about like a lot of people in this better for the world product space want to change people's behaviors for, for good, right? For the better. Like you want to improve people's lives. So let's just think about, you know, an example of, I'm sure you've got a million of them in your social circle of somebody who is finally convinced to quit a bad, bad behavior, whether that was from social pressure, a health scare, a well-placed advertisement, a good product pitch, or, you know, whatever it is, infomercials, etc. Their willpower at first is great, right? They make that change for the first handful of days. They're really committed. They're going out and they're strapping on their shoes. They're going out and running or they're attending these workout sessions or they don't touch that pack of cigarettes or whatever it is. They're working really hard on that and it, it's working out and they're getting some, some small results, etc. But what happens, right? O- over the course of a week, over the course of a month, over the course of a couple months, keeping up that routine becomes harder and harder. At first, you're like psyched and it's like, great, I just have to go for a couple runs. But then once it becomes like, oh my God, I got to squeeze this in for two hours a day every every day of the week. And then, you know, life happens, other things pop up. 
that delicious looking cake that somebody just got it for a birthday party at the office looks amazing. You know, there's all these things that get thrown at you and your motivation starts slipping. The task gets harder and harder and eventually you or they slip back into those bad behaviors. And maybe like next year or two years from now, they try again, right? And it's, it's just these reasons why I get so afraid when people talk about like, all we need to do is go out there and educate. All we need to do is motivate people and then, and then they'll come onto this wave and that's great. And you know, even education is awesome in the right context. Like once somebody's already motivated, give them education because education is hard. They're motivated. They'll do it. Give them that education will solidify that belief, will solidify that behavior. But we can't start with education because it takes motivation. And you can't rely on motivation long term because it comes and goes. It's unpredictable. You don't know whether that person slept last night. You don't know whether they're just about to do that task or if they're going to do it in two weeks. So how do you know when to give them that dose? We can talk about that a little bit more in the future episode about tips that you can actually use, how to use motivation properly in your brand. But Bottom line, it's a tricky thing to focus on. If you're going to dump your marketing dollars into motivation or education, be prepared to just keep spending over and over again, or be prepared to have a bunch of one-time customers, but no repeat business because you did your job once, you got them to do the hard task, but then you failed to keep motivating them because it is expensive, it is time-consuming, and so on and so forth. So, I hope you liked this little micro dose episode on motivation. What we're going to do is if you like this topic in the next episode, I'm going to follow up with what you should actually do in terms of using motivation for your brand. Hot tips coming soon. Thanks. Subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel for more innovator interviews, expert advice, and leadership discussions. If you like this episode, leave a heart, thumbs up, or review and share it with your colleagues. As an ever-evolving show, we also love feedback, so send us your thoughts or ideas for who we should talk to next to evolve at modernspecies.com. Business can be a powerful force for good. Is your brand living up to its full potential? Go to evolvecpg.com to learn about our new impact workshop, Exponential Good. Over six weeks, we'll be thinking bigger, getting relevant, spreading throughout, going exponential, working backwards, and making it real so you can walk away with a clear vision and a detailed action plan for scaling your brand's positive impact exponentially. Thanks for listening. You can find me on LinkedIn and in our Evolve CPG online community where I'm always sharing advice and inspiration. Or if you need help with your brand strategy, go to modernspecies.com.